where the vineyards are. Hi, everyone. Lisa Resnick, Homes and Hops. I am sitting here with the Dennis Giraldi. How are you? Usually crickets come out after that. Maybe some booze <laughs> and some hissing. What's up, Lisa? How are you? It's good to meet you in person. Good. I know. So Dennis and I, and I was saying this earlier um, to, to those at Youngstown Studio, I was like, this is my first time actually meeting Dennis. I was like, we've just been Facebook messaging like back and forth for a long time now. We have been. And, 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 and it's a bit intimidating on my end. You've done such a great <laughs> job with Homes and Hops. It's got this great following. I told you like just a minute ago, like I recognize how important it was for, I think, my clients to uh, to get some time with you because I think they got interesting stories. And I think you do a great job with interviewing them live and, and the stuff you have going on your your website. I have a little bit of website envy. Like yours is so clean and nicely presented. And I feel like I have a mine's great like, guy. Like He's my, awesome. My brain. It's, I feel like my website's like my brain. Like it's yeah. just no, it's I mean, I'm impressed when you when you know this, um, being in marketing, like you know, like to be able to convey your story to someone else to then translate that to the vision that you're talking about. It's not an easy thing to do. Like, like so I will have to say his name is Jeff Lidlybridge. I'll give him some props. Um, he is absolutely phenomenal. He is a great website designer. Um, and he's he is more on top of that website than I am. That's good. You don't want to have to be an individual that manages a website, right? And that's one of the things that um, as a small business owner, you know, you get caught up in like, I, I've been better this year at saying, okay, what's my value to managing my website? That's right. Versus, you know, grabbing new clients, spending time with existing clients or sponsorships or whatever it is that I've got going on. Maybe it's a, a, a walk with the dog or time with my kids. But what is, what's that value exchange, right? Speaking of value and what you bring to the table, Tell everyone out there that might not know what do yo is. I like to say I like I, I must admit <laughs> I'm one of those I'll call do yo. I love yeah, yeah. I love like saying, do yo. I love saying do yo. I think we fun. should we could change it. Actually, it's funny. That's the most controversial thing about that four letter <laughs> word that will come up. Really, people pronounce it do yo do yo. Um, one time I paid a keynote speaker and she got up on stage and pronounced it the d o y o. Oh, so I was like, hey, like uh, it's an old Saturday Night Live skit, like whatever you're calling it, as long as you're saying it, I'm cool with you're, you're with good because we're visualizing it in our minds when we say it. You got it. I think um, Doyo's fun. <laughs> it was hatched one very late night in Columbus, Ohio. Oh. My nephew was in grad school. I think I probably at that point had our first child, but it was over a couple of late night beers. Speaking of which, we're having, um, well, we haven't cracked open our noble creature yet, but we are sipping on some of our birdfish gozi, if I pronounce that right, scarlet gozi. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not. It's like ghost. No, it is. It's ghost. It's not gozi. Now I remember. Now, is there is there a way to, I mean, I, for good. me, I, I've been a long time um, craft beer drinker before it was cool. <laughs> and I have to do a lot of things that I do is like before, like early adopter. Yep. Right. But the one thing I can't talk a lot about is like, I'm not a hop nerd. 
Oh, I'm not a hop nerd either. I know a little bit and did go to beer school. Um, and of course, I'm that person. Yeah. So that's the sour. Yeah, it's a really good sour. It is a really good sour. That's one of those. So sour beers, um, Ira, Gerhardt with Noble Creature. And even though the sour we're drinking is birdfish and they're good at it as well. Ira, Noble Creature, they're phenomenal at making sours. And he said three sips to acclimate your palate to the sour beer. Yeah. And then you really know whether or not you like it. Okay. But um, that's what I do when I feed people that I really like to cook. Oh, and so then people are like very complimentary of my cooking. But I, I am only I think that sometimes they're only being nice. So then I watch to see if they go back for seconds, because if they go back for seconds, then you know that they really liked it. Oh, that is true. That is true. So what do you like to cook? Just if you're a little bit off topic and then we're going right back to. I know I struggle with staying on topic. <laughs> I it's like I do. I have squirrel syndrome. <laughs> I am a big barbecue nerd. I picked that habit up a good 15 years ago, and uh, I could talk your ear off about how to smoke the perfect pulled pork. Oh, um, you uh, steaks in the house, uh, seafood. Um, uh, I'm Italian, so pasta, pasta dishes, uh, inside, outside, seasonal. Uh, we've got some great local farms. I was I about to ask, and you, I don't work do you with. Get, I don't do you work get your with, meat. Okay, I don't work with any of the local farms. Um, but like go to Molnar's in the summertime and then, and just like, what do they have there? And then what am I going to prepare like into the food mix? And, yep. and Fridays usually is like the de-stress night. So get done with work three, four o'clock. And that's the night to crack either some beer or some wine and, and, and really cook. But, um, cause it is, it is a de-stressor. It is. Yeah. That's I mean, how I look at it. People are like, you, you like really like this barbecue thing. Maybe, it, maybe it's, um, maybe you should think about it. I'm like, no, because then it becomes Because like, then it's work. it's work. Right now it's not work. And that's exactly, yeah. I, I feel you. There's people say the same thing to me. They're like, why don't you open up a place? I was like, because I'm enjoying this. And that's almost an insult. Like just from my perspective to the people that do it professionally. Because there's so it, much more it's to it. so got to be so hard. And like, and you know, as someone who cooks, and I don't know, you're probably friends with some of them that are local around here as well, and you know what they go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is extensive an amount of work. It is it is nonstop in their world. Right. Not that it's, it's that like, it's not in ours, and it, but and, it, and it, you know, like there's a lot of marketing people out there. They get mad that like you know the business owner hires their their 17 year old daughter to run their son to run their Facebook account. They're like they're not marketing people. They're you know they're their kid, and so. You have to apply that kind of that same type yeah. of thought process. But um, uh, I, so I like to go to Lightner's Butcher Shop in Struthers, Ohio. I've never heard of and that. And he has really good stuff over there, really great cuts of meat, uh, local, and are just a really good human being. Uh, and so I enjoy going over there and supporting them. Um. I will get to Catullo's. I'll get to Ruley Brothers. And then, you know, truth be told, like there's times where, you know, look, I got a family of four kids under 12 years old. I got to go to Sam's Club. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Sam's Club says you got a really good deal on their hamburgers. Yeah, so like, it, I mean, it is. You know, when you got six people, six people in your house. So may I recommend Burbick Farms? Okay. I've and, seen them before. And I am telling you. Like their steak is 
it's amazing. No, it me, really is. Let me ask you this question. So, and you could tell the difference, which is crazy. So, you know, yesterday there was a report. It was today, like inflation's at like a twenty or thirty year high, like in our lifetimes, is the highest we've seen inflation, right? And, yes. And so, food has been impacted since day one when the pandemic hit. It feels like the food prices just about grew like forty percent overnight. And the thing that I thought about in the back of my mind is, is a place like Burbix, mm -hmm. are they experiencing that same inflation because they're a local producer of, of meat versus what you're seeing at the bigger grocery stores? So while their meat is local, they still aren't there butchering the meat on site. Yeah. So that's where your impact is. So their meat, while it's still less expensive for more quality meat, did have a little bit of increase in their prices. Sure. But it's still less than Giant Eagle. There we and, go. You and learned it, something it, it's it's more quality. But I will say this is interesting because um I was actually on a call yesterday uh, with a couple of economists because commercial real estate, you got to keep up with what's going on no, in this you're world. Just blah, like, blah, blah, blah. Throwing around but, the words economist. But, but, um, but we, they were going over all the graphs. I'm not that big into graphs. Um, I'm much more into the stories that people tell you behind the graphs. Sure. But um, it's great, I guess, for the visualization for it. But pretty much what they were talking about, and they backed everything out to the early 90s and showed the ebbs and flows that we were going through in, in so many different facets of our economy. And it's interesting, because you mentioned inflation, that they were showing that actually we were already heading into a recession before the pandemic even hit. And that if, if you were watching the numbers, and then the pandemic hit, 2020 hit, and it, it hit us hard, but with the pandemic, and then with all the additional support that we received during the Trump administration and now during the Biden administration, whether we agree with them or not. Sure. But like all that additional support had us actually rebound faster than if that pandemic didn't happen. Right. Um, because we wouldn't have received the government support. But they were like, holy cow, we need to we need to throw money in on this to see what would happen. And we are recovering and they're saying that inflation is actually not going to be as bad as they were originally anticipating. Still going to go up, but right. it's not going to be as bad as they thought it was going to be. Well, that that's good. And if we could turn back the clock to the early 90s and I can maybe have my mullet back, my Z Cavariches. Please do not bring the mullet back. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. Like boys to men. There was actually just oh, I do love boys to recently, men. Recently <laughs> there's recently the tour is either here or coming here. So oh, I hope so. This is the bad thing about I love I love our city. I left here for 20 years. Where'd you go? I went to Canton, Ohio, the college. Then I went to Cleveland, then the New York City, then the Columbus, and came back to Youngstown with three kids, have since added one, a wife and a dog. So nice. it was quite the ride. And <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, like, but there was recently a, um, so uh, Youngstown, I find out a lot of the events after the fact. I wish people would do a better job 
of marketing and promoting before the fact. I mean, I I, I can't so, scream that louder. There's for like you. A, there's an <laughs> like, old school concert that either you already came or is coming to Youngstown that I think like Coolio's there and like a couple other. There was rap- one over the summer that it was. I believe like they had a magnitude like tons of people still went. Yeah. Um, but it was much more word of mouth that I even heard about it. Like right. kind of just my friends being like, are you going, are you going? It's like, Oh, I didn't know. Or I already planned something else or whatever, but you are right. The marketing <laughs> for things like somebody even came, came up to me and, and I will say Derek McDowell does a great job marketing the Youngstown flea. He does a great job. However, the way you know this in your business, like the algorithms, how everything constantly changes on these social media sites right. to be able to get out your event is just, you can't, you can't ever think that this is the way it's going to go. And we all know Facebook right now, their, your, their events, people's events are not going to the people that you want to see this, who will attend because of how the algorithms are. And, um, I, I asked one of my neighbors because um, my son, he um, sells dog treats to help fundraise for animal charity at the flea. And I asked her because I needed to pop someplace else to watch the boys while I popped someplace else and came back. And that was the first time she's ever been there. And she was like, holy cow, Lisa. She's like, this place is awesome. She goes, I love everything. She was in heaven. She went to all the different vendors, yeah. spoke to all of them. Recently at, in the new facility. Yes. And like, she was just absolutely amazed. And she was like, how do, how do I become a maker to be part of this? Sure. Which was beautiful. Like that was, that was absolutely awesome. But I, but it was one of those things. How does she not know about this? And then, and then you're thinking about making barbecue and selling pulled pork sandwiches at the Youngstown I know. fleet. But yeah. You're right. And Derek does a great job. Like he goes around and puts signs out like yes. at all the stop signs in town. Like I don't have that kind of like ambition when it comes to do your live in a marketing conference. I'm like, maybe I should go put signs in and around town. And we got as far as postcards with the QR code on it, which is kind of a funny story in its own right. But like, um, what do you think about the it, success of the QR codes? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> imitation always feels like flattery if you hence this if you feel the sarcasm in that comment <laughs> um there's a lot of things that we've done that i've done that were early that people are like wow that's crazy like why would you do that um like back in 17 18 like i'm on stage in a panel discussion saying everybody should have a facebook live yep <laughs> like people were like, that's a really bad idea. But would you say a lot of that influence for you came from like being in those other metropolitan areas, especially like New York? Because I could tell you for me, uh, living in DC as long as I, I have, like some of these things that I'm doing here now have been done and been do- going on that we've been doing there forever when it came to our marketing that are now finally starting yep. to take wave here. So, so it's like music. Go, we're the last. We're the last. <laughs> go, so you want a business idea, mm-hmm. go to New York or California. Yep. And then next thing you know, you open up a cookie shop that sells $6 cookies. Yep. Right. So like we, you go to, you there, there's cupcake stores in New York city. And then when I lived there now I lived 
in New York pre. Well, their well, rents are high. That's why their produce or their merchandise has to be. That's as why high. it's got to be high. <laughs> like, but I was in New York pre Web 2.0 social media. Smartphones are just coming out. But like, um, but absolutely, uh, one of the compliments that we got. So you asked me what Duyo is, and besides the funny name, it is a marketing conference that's dedicated towards professional development. Yep. Um, not only not only professional development, but fantastic networking opportunities. And we strive to do that online and then in person, you know, at our conference in non-pandemic years. And and so um, I don't know where I was going with that that train of thought, but the QR codes. The QR codes. So we have QR codes have been around for a really long time and they have had ebbs and flows to where they're at with their um, uh, uh, popularity. Mm -hmm. What happened with the pandemic is that a lot of the restaurants had to go to contactless ordering, which then made it very uh, uh, um, normal to throw a QR code. And that's this is how you're going to order when you're at the restaurant. We, I have been putting QR codes on print advertising when we do it for the better part of a decade. Yep. And when my client, when I advertise my clients outside the digital landscape, not only do we use call tracking technology, I insist that we use, um, I insist that we use a QR code. So yep. you just had Frank Moses on from Golden Star Theaters. Loved him. Frank is such a wonderful <laughs> guy to work with. They're, they're wonderful people to work with at the movie theater on the screen and we launched the app campaign to download their app so you, obviously you don't want they don't want their phones out at the movies so we knew that like that was going to be the challenge but pre before the movie you've got ads that are playing across yes. the screen so we said why don't we put up a big qr code on the movie screen that promotes the downloading of the app okay um postcards were you track? Did you track by chance, like how many people downloaded the app from doing that? We and that's the re that's another reason that we do it, right? Um, we we get that response rate. Um, I've got a I've got another client like Crow's Cabinets, Tim Crow. So when somebody buys a kitchen from Crow's Cabinets, they get a thank you card, and on the back of it, it's got a QR code that feels like a very personalized thank you for this. Yeah. and it's a message from a video message of Tim. And, and Diane thanking them for for doing business with them. Uh, we've got a QR code on their van. On their, we wrap the van. We put a QR code in the van. So, like, I think anything that you're doing um, in a print, in a traditional world, that you can put a QR code on, yep. not just drive them back to a website, drive them back to a video, a personalized video. I I completely agree. We put uh, we put postcards on. Uh, so last do year that we did, we have a a, a, a a promo of a goofy little boy with um, uh, goggles on at the pool in the summer. And we use that a lot as like, hey, we'd love to see you at do yo. And and somebody kept that on their um, somebody kept that on their their uh, desk at their office. And they told me, like, I look at this and this little kid makes me laugh and smile every time I look at it. And it happens to be now my 10 year old. Oh, so we put those on the counter. Okay. We, we, we got postcards. We put them on counters at restaurants and coffee shops in the area. And on the back, it had a QR code like four years ago or three years ago. And then when they scanned it, it was like, hey, thanks for picking up this postcard. Like you you get that message. You're like, wow. Like how do they know I was just picking up this postcard? Like it's really personalized. Yeah. 
So yeah, I agree with you. QR codes are in vogue, um, how you want to use them. But I do also agree with you that things that I saw other places be like the icons publication Mm -hmm. or the marketing conference, um, doing pocket, like bringing that back, um, was, it was a part of the whole ordeal. I think for myself and for everything that I've been able to, to do, I think as much as clearly I love this area, I came back to this area, right? Everybody relocates here, but I, I do feel like my most growth professionally and personally came from me leaving this area. And I think being able to come back and to apply and give back to this area, everything I learned is, is, is what has helped me get to where I am now. Share that a thousand percent with you. So it wasn't, there was no Catholic guilt involved with me and my wife's from this area <laughs> of right. Yeah, come home. We gotta come home. It was not that. It's true. I didn't have Catholic guilt. It, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was um it was Jim Cosser over at the Youngstown Business Incubator. And it was in I don't know what year it was, but it was obviously over eight years ago. So it was probably nine, ten years ago. I got that email that he sends out that if you were home visiting for the holidays, you should come and see what's going on at the incubator. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Isn't that awesome? And like there was this, there's this pulse that I saw a decade ago that when I left in 91, we had the highest murder rate per capita next. The, we were second in line to Richmond, Virginia. And all this economic development, all this growth and like the people that didn't leave here. You know, it's kind of like that nephew that you see like here and then next to the thing, you know, you see him a few years later and like, what are they feeding you? Like this big. Yes. And that's what Youngstown <laughs> looked like to me. So I was like, there's a lot of opportunities here. And Jim said um, one of the most profound things anybody's ever said. He's like, we want, he's like, I, we want you, people like you, to have what you have learned elsewhere. And at the time I was with GE Healthcare too. I left a small venture capital back business and went and worked for GE Healthcare. Um, and I was in all the top hospitals in the United States. He's like, we want what you're learning to going in those hospitals and have been, been in New York and in Columbus to come back here and spread that what you've learned mm-hmm. there here. Yes. And I was like, damn, he's right. Like, you know, I could go make a good salary selling enterprise software sales in any city in America. Like I could but I was like, what's my purpose? Like, I'm not really revitalizing. Like, I'm, I'm going to have a good lifestyle. But, like, I could come back here and, you know, there's a revitalization movement going on. And I, yes. I had to figure out what my space was in that. True. I mean, I went and picked up trash on at the Boys and Girls Club one Saturday with uh-huh. my nephews. They were, like, really involved in this. And they're like, hey – come clean up the South side with us. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'll do that on a Saturday morning. And I thought we were just going to clean up the boys and girls club. But then we went and kind of to the neighborhood and I was like, my own yard needs done. Like I can't worry about everybody else's lawn. And the boys and girls club was really important to me, but I was like, like, what's my give back, you know? And I was like, if I could teach people to advertise and market their businesses at scale beyond just my clients, I'm giving back. That's exactly right. Because their growth, your growth for them is their growth, which then is our entire area's growth. Right. I mean, it's just, it's the ripple effect. So right? somebody sees, somebody sees like, 
you know, like if, if somebody sees the fact that we put out 300 plus Facebook lives and, and was like, Hey, that's an interesting idea. And I have a way to make it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Great. If somebody sees icons and they're like, Hey, that's, that's a cool. Speaking of icons concept. for those who are watching, if you haven't seen these and I've seen these out and about at so many different places. Yeah. Like that's Grey the goal. Great boutique has this out. Um, Amy's been a huge, yeah. You know, like talk it, about marketing girl. Amy's <laughs> been a, a huge um, champion. Oh, there's HD Davis. They're awesome too. Tim's been a. They've oh, been, they've been a big Bergen sport. Real Estate. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> this would be the owners of the company I work for. <laughs> you know, so it's it's funny. Patrick was Patrick was actually the first person that actually signed on with us when it was in, in a concept. Oh. Um, and so I've licensed this through the concept that started as icons of Pittsburgh to bring it here. Um, and so, yeah. And, and then like, you know, like a lot of people don't know, like we were like talking about like kind of things that we do, but I was involved in literally like those 70 plus businesses. I was involved in every one of them creatively with the styling, the branding, the photo shoot, the photographer. So like when I show up and you're talking about your web designers, like able to pull out like great creatives, yes. like the people that execute the creative based on the vision is a real talent. It is. So like I go to my like creative person, I'm like, here's what I'm, here's what's in my head. You got to get it on paper. Yes. And I go to my photographer and I'm like, here's what I'm thinking for this shoot. And they're like, and they're like, I'm like, so we got to make it work. How are we yep. going to make it work? And, and we've been lucky and we've been, you know, blessed that they've, they've done that. We've had people that have trusted us uh, with that publication to help tell their story. I have a question for you. Sure. So I have, I'm going to, I'm going to make a live pitch here. So I have been, um, uh, should I drink this? Cause am I going to, it's not that bad. <laughs> I have been mentioning to the business journal for probably about a good half year now that they need to incorporate the New York Times page six. It's page six, right? Or is it page five? You know, New York Post. Yes, page the six. Post. That's it. Only in New York, friends. Only in New York. I, I am telling you, I think their sales will increase <laughs> if you if you add that personal what who's who, what's going on, events, photos, whatever it may be, to that paper. Sure. <laughs> do you disagree i have a long history with the business journal so i don't want to i don't want to overstate i don't want to overstate because i've been criticized of this i don't want to overstate my importance there but uh six years ago i was brought in to revamp the digital side of the business journal and a lot of really what you see today are the bones and the architecture of of that where you know, I partnered up with another firm to to build the website and then we introduced the videos. And it seems like six years ago now today, like this is all commonplace, but six years ago, it wasn't like that. And and um, so longstanding history there and relationship that uh, that has been important to me over the years. Um, uh, you know, I think that it's an interesting idea and it's an interesting concept that if anybody can execute it, they can. Um, I think so too. They're always in a position. So one of the things when when I was 
in their building and, and consulting for a year and a half, the one of the things that I think that they were in a position to be in, they're a little bit lucky as opposed to the rest of the media in Youngstown is that they didn't necessarily have to get their hands messy in some of the stories of the, the crime and the, the things that go on there. Right. So like they can tell the business story. They can even go tell the business stories that aren't maybe turning out the way that they should and cover the political landscape, but they don't have to go get their hand. So since they have, they're able to stay out of that, they can tell the stories and the narratives in a way, I feel that that just they have to worry about covering the business news and the upside of a lot of things. And and I think that what you're saying is that's one of the upsides. I think that is one of the upsides. Yeah. It's kind of um shopaholic, the movie, and how she like did the twist and made it more personal to be able to reach more people by making those that don't really want to talk finance or business. Right. Be more intrigued by it because of the the personal component. Well, isn't that what we're doing right now? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> I mean, I always say this. Like, I mean, and 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 don't get me wrong. The 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 show that we've had for you know talks a lot of marketing and supposed to be giving free marketing advice away. But the ones that work like really, really well have nothing to do with marketing. And it just happens to be like very human interest stories. And then people figure out by osmosis, like, what do you actually do, Lisa? Right? Like, you know. Yeah. Right. I sell real estate if anybody wants to contact me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Although monetizing homes and hops... Yeah. You know, that's the next. So, so the model is not is so you could build an audience, right? We all have the opportunity to build audiences now, then depending on where that is, very few companies. In In which I do have a phenomenal audience that I have built, which thank you, everyone. It's right. Absolutely. Like I'm thankful every day of the people that, that open our emails, pay attention to it, pick up the icons publication, like, that's like a real privilege in, a, in an environment. And I may have also used this before some of my guests read up on them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Even better. That's perfect. It was, it was the best cliff notes. <laughs> Good cliff notes. I think, that, I think that people need to start thinking about, they think, people think about their marketing as an ROI of, I'm going to put out a dollar to make 10. Yes. And you can't do it that way. You can't. I think that you, I think that your marketing, you need to think about how you can actually be thinking like a media company, Homes and Hops, right? Right. Gets a sponsored show. And even though your primary business is real estate. Call me. primary business is is real estate but like having there's nothing to say that like there's that opportunity for sponsorship on homes and hops like yes there's nothing to say that uh uh, um you know a construction company can't can put together a, a print publication of their own and go out and find people that they do business with subcontractors to advertise in that publication and make that publication about Youngstown, Ohio, where they primarily yep. do business. 
but everybody wants to be in that mindset of that, that if I'm going to put out that dollar, I'm, you know, what's, what's my return, you know, and you should be, but you can make money off of your, 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 your marketing for your business. And it could even be a break even that you invest back into your business. Yes. It's a long road to hoe though. It is a long road to hoe. And I, and I do, and I want to say this to everyone, your clients that you've had, the clients that you're going to get, um, marketing, content marketing, it's, it's your, it's your marathon. You can't expect for you to, to hire someone in the marketing field and say, Hey, help me, help me grow my business. And then a month later being like, I'm not seeing the return. What are, what are you doing wrong? Whatever, like it, because it is, it could be six months, a year, two years before you, you create that leverage and you start seeing the ROI or like, however, but that it takes a long time for you to develop. I mean, it takes a long time for people who to trust you and trust what, whatever you're bringing to them. It's not a simple, it's not a simple turnaround. No, it's not your sprint. It's like, you know, you get the magic hat, right. And just pull it out. And that's, we talk about though, a lot of times lifestyle here in liposuction, like, do you want to take the pill or do you want to take to fix your problem? Or I do want you want liposuction? <laughs> <laughs> did you just run the marathon? You just, I run did. The, I did. you just ran the marathon. I did. <laughs> right. Imagine the marathon's no- clearly I would wait the next time until I recovered from liposuction, then I would run the marathon. <laughs> right. Okay. So you won't run the next marathon until you forget about how painful the first marathon was. So that was my fifth marathon. Ouch. Which ones have you run? So I've done Baltimore, Rock and Roll, North Face, and then uh well I did a so one of them I say is a marathon. I did the 50K. So that's an ultra. Yep, yep. And then, uh, and that one was Williamsburg single track. Um, that one really mentally and physically broke you me. You mountain bike too, or you just you just run? I just run. I don't say just. But uh, no, I know I, I mean, get it. I picked up. Although from... I always find cyclists to be a little snooty to like runners. But, but, so like, <laughs> if we could go there for a moment, especially please. triathletes, they're like the most. Snooty. Okay, they're at, they're at the top of the echelon when it comes to the pecking order. Yes, they are. Road bikers are, and they know it. And road bikers are right here because typically a triathlete is not doing an off road; they're doing an on road. So they, they're also road bikers. Yep. Road bikers are also in that same category. Now, yep. if you were talking personas. They also typically ski. Oh, road bikers typically ski. Now we go over to the grungier side of the world. Mm-hmm. Mountain bikers. Yes. Raise my hand. That's me. Okay. You Mountain snowboard. bikers typically drink craft beer and snowboard. Yep. It's like, go. it's a really interesting thing. If you really look at it, that's usually how it goes. Um, I've run multiple marathons multiple half marathons. I like the training better than I like the day of. Well, they always say live life training for the marathon, never actually run the marathon. Yeah. That's interesting. Grasshopper. Like it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> as I drink my beer, the worst thing I've ever become more, more Confucius. <laughs> the worst thing I've ever done is that if that's even a way to put it, the most miserable thing I've done, was the hundred mile mountain bike race. Oh my gosh. I was in the, like that to me, 
I was like, that's that's like picking up the hobby of cooking and going, I want to open a restaurant. Yes. It was, I like, I really love mountain biking. Today, I really hate it. <laughs> so, and then I really went the other I way. I checked that box and okay. I never want to do that again. So, so you did single. Now, the single track was how long? How long did it take me? Or it was 32 miles. Ouch. Yeah, that's a long way to go. It, yes, it definitely was. And I would have to say, after I passed 26, there were moments of, of crying. There was probably moments of me like battling within my mind. If I just lay down on this trail for a little bit, just to give my body some rest, but I knew that nobody would find me. I would be dead out there. I needed to keep going. But I, I will tell you, that was probably when you talk about life-changing moments. Sure. That was one of those life-changing moments that I, it, it gave me the awareness that I can get through anything, like that I do have the mental capacity to push through, which, which was a phenomenal a phenomenal gift that I was able to get. Um, and then this last one was the Youngstown Marathon. That was my fifth and 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 final. Final? I say it's my final. Of course, I said that with the North Face, but <laughs> I like, this is my final. Like my, I'm getting older. My body's breaking down. I'm like, I can just do half marathons. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, fools are pretty. I always find it interesting that people are, and, and I hate to say this, like this, because I, I because everybody's got to start someplace like you, you do like it, whether it's with saving money, you know, like you, everybody's got to start someplace, but I run into people that are like training for like the 5k, which is like two miles. And, and I, I start laughing and I'm like, yeah, but go, go get it. Heck yeah. My first, my first time running ever was like my mid thirties. Yeah. And I, it was literally, can I run around my block? And, and you talk about influencers, whether people realize that they're influencing people or not, it would be me on my way to work in DC, seeing like Secret Service, whoever may be running all the time, like around the Potomac and everything. And like, and me thinking to myself, gosh, I, I wish I could be like running around, like be one of them right now and run. And finally, I mean, it probably took like seven years (laughs) and back to be enough to be able to start myself. And it was like running around the block until I took it further and further. And it was the first 5K that I did on my 35th birthday. That was my first 5K. And then after a couple of those, I needed to do more and more. Until I got it, it, it is um, stupid. But no, look, it, 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 you're right. And yeah, you, you take it to the extreme. It's so crazy, but to get there. So I picked up the running habit. It took me three or four miserable tries of even getting to the starting line of a half marathon and failing, either getting injured, not training, mm-hmm. probably, whatever that case might be to actually getting to the starting line and then the first marathon like literally in marathon shifting the goal of like yeah i'm gonna break four hours to i'm, I'm always I'm, like i'm just gonna finish i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna walk uh no no i'm just gonna finish right and, <laughs> and so like and i think that the um all the things you know like we down we downplay you know athletics and the importance of athletics and 
so many people live vicariously through their 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 kids and in all the wrong ways in youth sports. Oh, I know. But if you do it the right way and you do it with the process and and the right lessons in life, that the gifts that you get, like mm-hmm. I'm guessing that it took you longer than seven years to become a success in real estate. Yes. Right. So the overnight success that I am would do you live in 15, 20 plus years is that marathon. Yep. Right. And that's, that's, that comes with doing that, but it also comes with the same mentality of starting out to train, that's right. to run this, to mentally get through this. It, it applies like to it, everything. everything. Absolutely. The endurance and stamina that you learn through the training process teaches you just in general in life that you have to have both in order. And what, what was it that you said before? And you were talking about the three times before you actually conquered the half. Would you say the difference is between those that are successful? Good versus great. And that's the thing that we talk about in our house all the time is good gives up. Great keeps going. That's right. Um, I I think I told you 10 years ago, I did a webinar. This is how long I've been in digital marketing and marketing in general. People like videos hot. Like, yeah, no kidding. Like video was hot. Like when YouTube came out now videos hot again, but like, um, I did a LinkedIn social selling webinar 10 years ago. I had approximately no people register for that webinar. Not one, but I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I had some place like we were in Columbus. We were driving back to Youngstown. I was like, no, I'm stopping this coffee shop. I'm doing this webinar a decade ago, even though there's nobody on here because I have to do it. I have like, you know, yeah, I I have to do it. I have to go through with it. If nobody shows, then all right, that's fine, but we're going to do it. Um, yeah gotta keep going gotta keep going i mean if you know this is what you want then you don't stop because of other people you keep doing it yeah and eventually it'll catch wave and people will join you oh yeah i mean when you come like we you know we come down to you know we come down to what what joe's built here at the young sound studio yeah it's like super awesome super cool and and for anybody that's not been here not done that you know like there's people that are sitting back right now on traditional radio going <laughs> right and like but you can't like you can only you could either only laugh at it um you know wake up prove them wrong in the morning maybe use it as motivation maybe they don't get it eventually they come around maybe they don't but whatever but it's like that's what's out that's what happens i mean that's that's listen joe was jeff bezos before jeff bezos became (laughs) jeff bezos so i mean his mind is way beyond like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so tell us about the conference that that you are i'm assuming super happy to have going on in 2022 well i i think that it's um it's it's not it's not super happy for for me as a business. It's not super happy for like, um, uh, you know, it, it, here's why it's super happy is because the world seems like it's returning to normal, yeah. right? So yes. like unselfishly, selflessly, like if we're able to do a marketing conference where two, three, four hundred people are going to get together and feel comfortable and, and, and un, you know, just not bound to constriction it obviously means something in the world is going the right direction that's right and so that's a good thing for everybody did you pick a location yet no we haven't picked a location yet. that's still kind of up in the air we've got three places 
that are identified. Um, since it says do Youngstown, do yo. Do yo. Whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we do feel I, I've, it's a Youngstown region that's represented. And I think that a lot of people get caught up in if it's not at the corner of West Federal and Phelps Street. You know, revitalization doesn't care much about anything about demographics of race, religion, color, creed, and, and exact proximity of something. That's and true. the region uh, benefits from, from these things. So if we can be in Youngstown city limits proper, um, we're going to do it. Uh, there's two locations I've got identified in the city. And, and if that doesn't work out, then we've, we've got another one just about on the outskirts. Uh, but then my mind starts to wander a little bit with maybe doing something a little bit, even a little bit more non-traditional, kind of like the barn type of setting or something like that. So we'll figure that out here kind of quickly. So do you have your speaker lineup? Uh, call for speakers at doyolive.com or doyolive.com. <laughs> I mean, come on. Isn't it fun to say doyo? It is fun. To, <laughs> I'm just fun, I'm just like excited. That you're, you know what it is. <laughs> I also know when the deadline is for speakers. But you do? January 15th, 2022. Uh-oh. All right. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you've been creeping. Of course. Um, I also saw, saw that you went on a biking trip. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And here's what I got out of that biking trip. So this is this. I don't know if you can zoom in on this, but this is what I got out of the biking trip. Ooh. So it looks a lot more painful than what it is, but it it, does. it's a hammered finger. And um, yeah, I'd love to tell you there was this amazing story about this bent finger that won't straighten out. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even get on a bike yet. We rode 50 miles of single track. There was... 6,000 feet of elevation involved trees, um, the whole nine, like hardcore mountain biking. I'm unzipping the tent bag oh, no. and it got stuck <laughs> and I pulled it and I felt my finger pop and I brought my 12 year old over and I was like, Michael, can you pull my finger? And he looked at it and he, he gave it one of these like, mm, yeah. I'm going to get sick, dad. I'm like, <laughs> he started yelling at him like, pull my finger now. And nothing happened. So I ruptured a tendon and um, it's in the process of, I thought I pulled it, but if it doesn't come back straight, then he ruptured it. So, wow. So I did go on a mountain bike trip, <laughs> Raystown Lake. I highly recommend it. It's a great place to go in a camper. Uh, we camped in a tent and it was fun. It was great. It was a great trip with my, my, my two older sons. They like to ride. Um, but call for speakers is open. Um, you don't have to be a marketing expert. Uh, we've given a lot of people their first time opportunity to launch their speaking career at Do Yo Live, and they've gone on to bigger and better things and still think highly of us to come back. Having a tie to Youngstown, Ohio, obviously, is a really, really big factor for us. Uh, we want, we've always had people that are either from here, have a tie back here. Um, we've had seven, eight speakers over the past four or five years that have spoken at some of the largest, most prestigious conferences in the country. So we have the experience. We have the first timers. We're looking for Facebook 101 advice to artificial intelligence, big data analytics, um, cryptocurrency. How would to be stalk like, people. Right. How to stalk, <laughs> how to utilize, how to utilize modern day methods to learn about people before you meet them. That's so there's right. some, some context. And um, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll finalize call for speakers in January. And then um, we'll start announcing them and rolling them out. And 
you're part of the six month uh, um, content strategy. So you, your name will be popping up like all the time. If Facebook allows you to see it, <laughs> <laughs> they don't change their algorithms, right? Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're coming back in August of 2022. And just remember, like and follow Doyo's Facebook page, because now you have to follow, not just like. Right. Like so, and follow. That's right. That's what the kids do. That's they right. Say, like, follow, comment. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll see Dennis on Reels. <laughs> A TikTok. I am. I'm on I'm on everything. And the reason that I'm I on... can't do Snapchat. I'm not into Snapchat. Um, that's 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 my limit. So I, I feel like I, I am on everything and, and it's my own personal social media is a lot of times a test kitchen because eventually somebody's going to ask me like a client, like, should we be on TikTok? And so um, humble brag, like I just got a call from Facebook and I'm being considered for this wink, wink, elite Facebook business leaders network. Did anybody get that call? Did we get that call? My phone's over there, though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like an hour long ordeal. Like it doesn't. Facebook doesn't already consume enough of your time. I know. But the guy on the phone was really nice. He's like, "I want to interview you because you're being considered." For, I'm like, "Does this mean I have to spend more money?" He's like, "No." He's like, "This is a selection process, and if you get selected, like, I'm like, do I get to meet like?" I said this the other night because I had a problem with people's names. I was like, did I get to meet Zuckerberg? And my wife's <laughs> like, you do know it's Zuckerberg before you meet him. And That's funny. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe I just jinx myself. That's awesome. Oh, I hope you do. That'd be pretty cool. And I'll let you know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> At Doyo. At Doyo. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you. Right, cheers. cheers. Thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate Definitely. it. Definitely. Thank you for coming on. Yep. You got it. Homes and Hops is proudly supported by Platt Insurance, your local independent insurance agency.